Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 367 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker. Being joined, as always, by Big underscore Bane. Big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. A lot of lot of really fun weather right now, huh? You got your beach towel and your swimming trunks and your flip-flops out. <laughs> yeah, you, you know it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I curse you for this. You're the one that always likes the cold, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I... I actually like, it's funny. I was telling my uh, wife like yesterday, I was like, I feel like I caused this. And I know that's just the schizophrenia in me, but I feel like it's my fault because I was, I was so adamant just a few weeks ago about how we don't have enough freezing weather. And that's really bad because that means there's going to be more bugs in the summertime. And I was like, we have to have freezing temperatures. We have to. And then all of a sudden, like we get this shit and it's like, Next week, it's going to be like negative two and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, pal. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is I've seen like Barry Frost and a few other people kind of post like their temperatures up in the northern parts of the U.S. And it's like negative 20, negative. Th- I mean, like yeah. we're not getting that. But for us, this is cold, like negative two, negative three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like next week, we got some highs that are in the single digits. And it's like, oof. yeah, that's a little. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be out and about during that shit. Which is weird also, too. Like, we always say, like, Oklahoma weather, right? It's a thing. But right. I was just looking at the weather forecast because we were kind of thinking, like, all right, well, what's the plan for next week? Because we're, you know, obviously doing a Skype this week just for not having to get out in the snow and stuff. But uh, next week, it said Friday, which is, you know, one week from when we're recording. This is, like, going to be, like, 43 degrees. Yeah. Granted, it's still not warm, but right. way better than this. Yeah, it's above freezing, which means, like, the roads will hopefully be clear by that point. Um, right. But if we get the snow they're planning on, I mean, hell, we might not even be able to get out of the damn house. <laughs> uh, well, that's the that's the thing is like we don't know. And right, they're saying ten inches, which is just like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Good well, times indeed. Gotta love it. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, um, obviously, we're not going to spend an hour talking about uh, the weather. <laughs> we could. 
Yeah, we definitely could. We're becoming old men, dude. Like, yeah. we were 28 when we started this. Now we're 35. We're like talking about boring stuff. You right, know? right. <laughs> but we, we, we got some wrestling talk we're going to dive into. We got some movie talk, of course. Uh, we got some really fun toy talk I'm excited to dive into. We got some PHPW news as we, uh, we dive into all the happenings for Cupid's Revenge. And then, of course, um, we move into the next round of our tournament, Best to Never Be WWE Champion. Yes. The most controversial tournament we have ever done, Big Underscore Bane. Yeah, which I, I feel like we say that almost every single tournament, but it, nine times out of ten, it's, it's the truth. I'll get random tweets from people who don't even follow me. They're like, dude, no way it's Owen Hart. It's got to be Roddy Piper. And I'm like, that's why it's a vote, man. Like, I, right. That's why we're asking your opinion. Like, right. It's not... Like, Owen Hart could have been WWE champion, especially in 94. He was wrestling Bret Hart for it a lot. I mean, it could have happened. So yeah, I don't feel like he's an illogical choice in that. I don't know. People are just weird. Of course, a lot of these people probably don't even listen to the show, so they don't even know like what this is in reference to. But Right. It, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, anyway, man, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So, uh, thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. We got to talk about this because Nia Jax is, I would say, the most polarizing like female performer of this generation. Yeah. I feel like she gets so much hate um, on the internet. And probably some of it's, you know, deserved. I don't really know. But uh, she was trending in kind of a positive way uh, about a week ago when uh, she did a leg drop on the apron. And uh, I believe it was to Lana. Lana moves out of the way. And you audibly hear her yell, my hole. And uh, the uh, the Internet loved it, man. Yeah. And that's that's one of those things, man. It's it's a. it seems like it's easy to become a meme, and uh, yes. she successfully did it. And shout out to Nia Jax for that. And uh, it it created a a compilation video, which I didn't realize there was enough of these scenarios to create a compilation video. But uh, we see a I saw one where it was like Bubba Ray and <laughs> saying like my balls, and then uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, some other girl who yelled out my vag and then yeah i saw that yeah, yeah. and so it, it's uh it's fun that there's there's so many different instances of this and uh it's it's good stuff it's interesting do you think this was an on purpose thing not necessarily to become a meme but to get everybody kind of chuckling i think so i don't know if it was necessarily a uh, the producer of that match knew about it but i think that's something nia jacks was like i'm totally going to say this I mean, what a random thing to say. Right. Yeah. Like if, if my ass, my butt, you know, something, but my whole, like what a weird, <laughs> what a weird random thing. Like that's kind of what makes me think, yeah, maybe it was planned, but also maybe it just was one of those things that you say in the spur of the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very specific is, is the thing. And I think that's what caught everybody so off guard by it. Well, that's the thing like Bubba Ray getting, you know, hitting the nuts. Oh, my balls like that seems more like. Like, a, like, obviously, it was probably planned because, you know, no one wants to take a legit nut shot. But right. probably, like it, but it makes more sense in the context of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, very. But good on Nia Jax for trending in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, it's it's good for her because she does she does get a lot of uh, hate from from the IWC because everybody everybody knows those IWC people. They they know specifically how to wrestle, and Nia Jax just does it wrong all the time. At, where do you fall in on that? Because you've been pretty pretty adamant and vocal since at least since we've done this podcast that you're like I'm just a fan, so you're not going to try to tell someone like what, are, like what they know about wrestling or whatever. So, and I've never seen you comment someone of like, you know, Oh, you don't know how to wrestle. That being said, we can all see when Goldberg's being dangerous, but right. I, so I, I, I guess it's a catch 22 maybe. Yeah. So with Nia Jax, like I do know that there have been times where she has injured a couple people. Sure. But accidents happen. I mean, accidents happen like no matter what job you do and i mean the thing is is like i was just telling you off air like how i got my truck stuck because of the ice like yesterday and it's one of those things like no matter what job you do accidents happen and so i i i'm not gonna sit here and say nia Jax doesn't know how to wrestle because if she didn't i don't think they would put her on tv every week and Right. So I, I'm, I don't know. Like, yeah, Goldberg doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, but at the same time, like, he's kind of a one in a million scenario. Um, well, and I brought this up to you in the past before. I was like, with, you know, with Taker, The Rock, all those guys that come off for like one off matches, WWE has set up rings for them in warehouses. Yeah. Like, Edge, too, like where they live to, to get themselves ready. Right. And actually sent people to them. I have no doubt they would do that for Goldberg. Yeah. Did he turn that down? Did he not want? I don't know. Um, or not if he was like, hey, well, I'll come to the Performance Center. Absolutely. Like, we would love that. But so that kind of makes me think maybe in his case, it's more of a nah. You know, and, and I could be wrong. Yeah. That's just a guess. I mean, um, he's he only does two moves, um, which – realistically all he needs is a floor mat and one of those dummies with the uh the head and the arms i mean to to, yeah. to practice uh to get his reps in so he doesn't need i mean he, when was the last time you've actually seen goldberg running the ropes well and and oddly enough i was going to bring that up at the 2017 royal rumble which he was in you know they kind of to reignite the feud with brock they did it at an angle where uh Bray and Orton cut him off and shoot him into the ropes, and he like trips going into the ropes. Right. The the to me the most important thing on wrestling is footwork, and that was like an example right there. The guy needs to work on his footwork because he hasn't. Number one, he hasn't been in the ring in a long time. He's over fifty, and he's showing that's what's lacking. Just get in the ring and roll around. You don't have to practice, you know, a bunch of different stuff but move around and get loosened up to it and get and run the ropes a little bit take a couple of bumps you know maybe pick a couple of guys up for a jackhammer you don't have to necessarily give them bumps but maybe let's not make this look so scary <laughs> right yeah and so I, I don't know yeah i'm always of the mindset i don't know what i'm doing i i don't know what i'm talking about when it comes to uh somebody how they wrestle but like it's pretty cut and dry that, you know, guys like Goldberg don't know what he's doing. But, you know, right. somebody like Nia Jax, I, just because she injured a couple of people, Seth Rollins injured Sting. Um, and Cena. And broke Cena. His nose, remember? Right. But I'm not going to sit here and say Seth Rollins doesn't know how to wrestle. 
Right. Just because you at Owen Hart dropped Stone Cold on his head, broke his neck. And so just because you injure somebody in the ring doesn't make you quote unquote dangerous. It just means that you, you messed up. Like it's, it's something that happens and, and it's unfortunate, but it kind of comes with the wrestling territory. I would assume. It, well, sh- well, I mean, we always have a, a saying shit happens, right? You know? Like, yeah, you, you'll get your lip busted open. Like that, that stuff's going to happen. I remember when Brie Bella briefly came back there she was doing an angle with the riot squad, I believe. And she was doing the yes kicks to live Morgan. Oh, she kicked her in the head. Yeah. Right, like right yeah. in the face. Oh my God. And, I remember that. And like knocked her basically. I don't know if she was knocked out, but she was definitely like out on her feet. Yeah. And, and you know what it was is you know, kicking her in the chest and the chest. And then she, I think she kind of sold came down and bam, right in the face. Yeah. Well, people got on Twitter and you know, that's where like the whole Twitter thing is so interesting. And it's like calling for her to go back to the performance center to train. And I've heard, you know, people say like, okay, let's say they do that. Like what's going to come out of that? You know, like, right. It was, it was an accident. Obviously I don't think she meant to do it. Right. She's just not very skilled to begin with. Right. So, you know, it's it's one of those things like taking those type of kicks. You have to get in that rhythm of how that person's body's going to move. And another thing is everybody sells stuff a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, people are going to do things a little bit differently all the time. So I don't know. It's definitely a uh, an interesting thing. But like you said, people on Twitter and stuff and calling, oh, this person should be fired. This person should go back to train. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, well, well, yeah, but what do you know? You right. don't know anything. Right. Yeah, totally bizarre. Yeah, it is, it is what it is. Uh, other interesting news, not interesting, I guess, in a good way, but definitely in a bad way. Alexa Bliss um, kind of put a guy, not really on blast, but let it be known that this guy was tweeting her. Um, very stalkerish type of tweets. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, Alexa Bliss is incredibly attractive. Oh, yeah. And as are a lot of the the female superstars in the WWE. So I'm sure this is not like a isolated incident but i feel like since sonia deville and now Paige, those incidents have kind of transpired into like okay this is more than just a guy trying to get attention on social media this is like a legit thing we need to pay more attention to this um so i saw the i saw the dirt sheet pick it up at which point i found the guy on twitter and reported him last i checked his account was still active there's got to be something about that that's like what 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 does it have to be for you to like suspend this account? The second you tweet something horrific like he did, it's like nope, you're done. Right, and it, I don't I don't know if maybe you know these low profile accounts they just take a long time to to get to or what whatever. But I mean, I really don't know because obviously you know, the high profile accounts, they're like really quick if, you know, I mean, if, if they get reported, but like these, maybe they just don't pay attention, you know, and, and they just scroll through it and they'll get to that Joe Schmo who has 23 followers, like, you know, whenever they get to it. But sometimes I feel like that's the most dangerous ones. Cause those are usually burner accounts. Um, they're probably not the main accounts and I, I feel like those should be taken pretty seriously. And it kind of goes back to what I said when Sony De- this happened to Sonya Deville. You folks live in Florida. Last time I heard, that's a shoot first, ask questions later kind of state. And so, like, get yourself a gun. If somebody, like, comes up and disrupts your house, like, 
shoot him in the effing face. Like, <laughs> well, at a certain point, it's got to be taken to some level of seriousness, which is maybe what dick faces like this want. They want to be, you know, like, ha, look, I got them. They blocked me. I, I don't know. But it's like, I think her tweet was even <clears throat> something to the effect of, oh, I see you created a new account. So obviously a previous account has been, you know, blocked or whatever. And so he did a new one. So I, I would imagine there are several people like this on Twitter that they, that they see or interact with, not interact with, but, you know, see the tweets. Yeah. And most of them aren't serious. But then you get that one guy who decides, hey, I'm going to drive whatever it was, 10 hours to Sonya Deville's house. Yeah. And chill out with rope and duct tape and a knife and all that crap that he had on him. Like, at a certain point, it's like, what enters someone's mind to make them think or do something like that? That I don't know, but it's it's pretty wild that things like this can happen. And do you think maybe as a society, because we are too connected? Because I could only imagine if I was a 14-year-old boy, I'd be tweeting like Sable and Sunny every day, right? Because Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? It's we we thought differently then. So this could be a kid. I don't know. Yeah, it could be, but I mean, I I also know me personally and I would assume you too. I wouldn't be tweeting uh, 14-year-old me wouldn't be tweeting Sable, Sunny and Marlena like things that, you know, would be considered stalkerish. I would be tweeting like, "Oh my god, your boobies look so good." You know? Like sure, that's but the things <laughs> I would be tweeting. Which that's uh that's that's a words of wisdom by Big Underscore Bane right there. Damn right. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I think it's a case in point of our generation is so unique in the fact that we did not grow up with this type of technology. Even when we had like AOL chat rooms, they weren't like what right. Twitter and stuff was. I mean, it's not it's not the same. And I couldn't imagine the thought of if I were able to interact with. You know, like I couldn't imagine, like as, as a young kid, I'm a huge fan of like The Rock. I could tweet him, you know. Right. He could respond. You know, it's all those weird things that kind of go through your head. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe if as a society we're too connected, if maybe some some of these like you know celebrities, superstars need to like get off of social media. But then again, like why? Like that's why a big portion of people are on Twitter because that's where all the celebrities went. Well, right, and. I don't know. I don't know if the right answer is for them to get off of Twitter. I think there needs to be a little bit more, uh, more privacy though, not necessarily with like them necessarily, but I think there needs to be better ways to be able to protect, you know, somebody's location because from what I understand, and I'm not a hacker by any means, but from what I understand, it's pretty easy to find somebody's location if you have the right tools to do so because right. every, everything you post is tracked by like an IP address and it's pretty easy. Like if you have the right tools to find a location by IP address could be wrong. Right. Somebody's probably like saying like you're a dumbass, but I, that would be big Chuck, right? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> who came to mind uh, because, <laughs> because I'm sure he knows exactly how to track people. Uh, but he's uh, probably watching somebody right now. He's probably outside my window. That son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and then Bill Venus are having a steak out. Yeah. Um, and, and by that, we mean they're out to eat, eating steaks, um, yeah, steak tacos probably. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it's from what I understand, it's pretty easy to do that. So I think there just needs to be a better way to protect 
people of the, especially people of that status, but really everybody. Right. Um, and I don't know. Well, another thing to, to make a point of here, a lot of, especially I've noticed a lot with the women's, the female superstars, a lot of them are putting their real names on their Twitter. So like Alexa Bliss actually says Lexi Kaufman right. on her account. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that, you know, what Bubba Ray Dudley's real name was. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I mean, or any of the wrestlers back in that era, like, unless like somebody like actually like told you, I remember seeing websites where you could actually look up their real names, but you know, like I didn't, like I remember Kane's like Glenn Jacobs, you know, like I, I wouldn't have known that. Right. He was Kane. Yeah. Kane's not listed in the phone book, you know? So, right. And, and like you said, it's a lot more connected nowadays, but I think sometimes like if you, if you know, I don't want to give like stalker one oh one here, but I mean, if, if you know someone's legit name, which obviously they're putting it out there, you know, a general idea where they live, it probably wouldn't be that hard. I would imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd probably be a lot easier. I mean, I, I, I feel like, people are also probably, you know, they probably do like tracings and stuff like that because, you know, say if you're out to, and probably not so much with the superstars because they live around that area, but, you know, if you're going to Disney World, you're obviously posting pictures of you at Disney World, so it's like, ah, I know where they're at right now. And, you know... Yeah. And, well, and, I, and I, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, it would be easy. If you are in that area, it might be a little bit easier to try to find them, you know, if you're posting where you're at at the moment. Well, and I've always been a, a big believer, and I remember where people have looked at me like I'm crazy with this, but I stand by it. Like, I don't, if I'm going to go to a movie, I don't take a picture in the theater like, oh, about to watch Avengers. Because right. if anyone wants to rob my house, they know I'm not going to be home for three hours. Right. Yeah. I always, I always post after the fact. Um, right. And after I'm home, and, you know, and, you know, who gives a shit about bigger than a score Bane? But, like, I just, I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to be the case where if somebody knows where I live, they can come to my house while I'm not there. Well, and I think you also have to factor in, man. Like if you made a Facebook post, I don't know how many friends you have, but I'd say probably 800 to a thousand, 300 and <laughs> man, you must, have, you must hate people. <laughs> I, I have a, I probably have an equal amount of people who are in my queue to add, um, that have requested me than I, that I do like actual friends. Big Chuck's probably like waiting on the day, like please, please let today be the day you say yes. <laughs> now I actually yeah. I have added him, and there's quite a bit of people in the in the fig life that I have added, but like yeah, I, sure, there's sure. a ton well, of people. Well, I mean, like the the people you may know starts popping up, and you see like oh okay, there's you know right Scott Tune or whoever, yeah, yeah. I um, I never actually add people myself though. <laughs> right, right, but I I mean my my point though is like if you have 300, you know, Facebook friends, and you make a post about going to a movie and you get six likes. That doesn't mean someone who didn't see that liked it. You know what I mean? Like right. you're not, you're not going to give yourself away like that. So I don't know. I've always been, like I don't tell people like, hey, working nights this week because right. then you know no one's at my house at all night. Like I'm not going to do that. I think that's that's kind of a, a crazy thing. So hopefully, WWE does some type of maybe class or learning activity of signs of if someone's a legit stalker i hope because i know they've done like social media training and things like that and just be smart because you never know definitely uh last bit of wrestling talk i'm gonna throw in here and this one's gonna be more up your alley than mine 
Uh, Bad Bunny, uh, he made some appearances with WWE, including a, uh, a top rope splash that certainly was not uh, Rob Van Dam or, you know, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, but uh, definitely better than Snoop Dogg. And yep. um, uh, he's made some headway in, in the WWE. Now, I've heard this kind of debated on Twitter. People are like, who is this guy? And I kind of go back to the Stephen Amell thing because I know me and you were Arrow fans. So for us, that was great. I could imagine if you didn't watch Arrow, you could not care less. And I think WWE kind of felt that way. Like, well, okay, he's just a TV actor. We don't really know who he is. Apparently, Bad Bunny's a big deal in the sense of, like, the hip-hop community. Um, I'll let you speak on that more. But apparently, he may be actually working a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, so I legit know nothing about Bad Bunny. I He's a huge international star, from what I gather. Sure. And he um, he did one song with Cardi B, who is um, also uh, Latina, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Maybe and she, I, she was actually tweeting some wrestling stuff a while back, too. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, she's she's a, a wrestling fan. I don't think she watches currently. I think I, I think it was, you know, a few years back when she was a, a fan, which is, you know, whatever. Um, which was she was like name dropping like Booker T and Edge and Batista right. and stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah. Fun. So she. She was a wrestling fan, and I, I actually like Cardi B. I think she is a little overbearing sometimes and can kind of be annoying, but I think her, her music is catchy. Like, she knows how to make catchy songs. and Yeah. Um, but Bad Bunny was on one of her songs, and I think that's kind of what made him popular in America. And um, But, yeah, he's a big wrestling fan and had that song called Booker T, um, which, sure. which I – I personally like have to fight myself not to get pissed off about things like that because that's kind of what you were doing a few years ago, because that's kind of what I was doing in 2017 again in 2019 with uh Bane And, and it's, it was one of those things where it's like, like, damn it. I, again, going back to the schizophrenia in me, like I feel like I started something and then all these other people who are bigger started doing it. <laughs> It's, Dude, you're like Jason Wolf. You're like the most copy. You know what I mean? Like he's always <laughs> talking about all that stuff. Right. And like for him, I remember initially when I would see stuff, like he'd post something like, oh, they stole my idea again. I'm kind of like, oh, maybe they did. But then it's like more and more you're like, holy crap, they legit are stealing his ideas. Like, right. It's not even a conspiracy. It's like something's happening here. Well, and because and when, I, when I did it, the reason why I started rapping about wrestling was because no one was doing it. And sure. then And then like – Three or four months after my album release, or that EP release, whatever you want to call it, the the Bane's World, then all of a sudden that um, one guy started doing like he was rapping about what happened at pay per views and things like that, and he's actually got a job with the company now. Um, he rapped Adam Cole to the ring one time, did he not? Yes, yeah, and he that's another thing he was doing. He was rapping Josiah, over the, maybe is that his yes, name? Yes, Josiah Williams, and he's freaking great. He's really good, but he's. And, and it could have been one of those things he was doing it way before I dropped that album. I don't know, but I didn't find out about it until after I came out with my album. And then I was like, well, what the hell? And then, um, and then all of a sudden I started seeing more and more guys doing this. And then now we have bad bunny who dropped a song called Booker T and it's like, huh? Okay. <laughs> right. Right. You know, yeah, it's definitely interesting how that happens. You're like, hmm, you know, yeah, and and it's the it's, old chin scratch, hmm. right? And it's one of those things like, like I have no desire to like d- 
do anything really with the company. Like uh, that's like with that was me just being a fan of the specific people that I did songs about. Sure. But like it's still like what the hell, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> like, like I never, I never got a, a shout out from Paul Orndorff. Damn it! Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, if you got a shout out from Paul Orndorff, you have any idea how jealous I would be of that? Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, like, if you got one from Roman Reigns or, you know, like Ted DiBiase, you'd be like, okay, cool. But like Paul Lorndorf, like, no, that's not, no. Right. That's not cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things, like, where it's like, ah, you know, it, it is what I it mean, is. the guy beat up Vader wearing flip flops, you know, he's right. legit badass. Right. So, yeah. Um, but it, I, I'll be honest, I don't think hip hop is up Paul Lorndorf's alley, but Probably uh, not. it still would have been cool. But, um, but yeah. For I mean, sure. Uh, but it is what it is. But I, I think it's cool that Bad Bunny is a um, a, a big wrestling fan, and that's that's where like my other side of me is like, like he's he's doing the same thing I was doing, but like he's like already a big star, so like of course WWE is going to go for that, and, and and I think that could have been the difference if you had made a bigger impact on hip hop than released wrestling oh, stuff yeah. that have been like whoa. But right. I think with you, I'm just some schmuck from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And well, and it's not even that. It's not even anything like that. It's just that they would have to build you as a star first, then right. then try to promote your music, which is not really like with him. I don't know who the guy is, right? But right. you know, you know, I'm not a huge. I don't listen to a lot of different music and stuff. But at the same time, like I know he's got a following. So it, their idea, I think, is that well, it'll bring people in, as opposed to. You know, like kind of like they did with Snooki or any of those other celebrities that they've right. had you do stuff at WrestleMania. Like to me, I could care less if he wrestles. If he wants to splash people off the top, it doesn't really bother me too much. It does kind of bother me in the sense of like, okay, there's going to be a lot of guys not on the card for WrestleMania doing like the Battle Royal and stuff. And you know, if I'm a Cesaro or a guy like that who's really good, who's seasoned, who's tenured, and I'm in a Battle Royal while Bad Bunny's got a pay per view match, it's gonna it'd be it'd steam me a little. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think that's also the business, right? I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. And they're always trying to use those uh, celebrity name values to kind of boost up their ratings. I mean, we, we, we all know that. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, let's, uh, let's take a break. Let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit of movie talk here. Let's do it. This is Break up and pay up at the movies. Yeah, this is Break up and pay up at the movies. Yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Spider-Man 3 made some news this past week. Uh, Tom Holland, who, of course, plays Spider-Man, a.k.a. Peter Parker, kind of debunked a rumor. That rumor was that Andrew Garfield, who was in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and Tobey Maguire, who was in the first three Spider-Man movies, were going to have roles in this new one, which, you know, as you kind of said off the air and stuff, and we talked before, it's kind of like maybe a Spider-Verse type crossover Mm -hmm. or something. There's been rumors that Willem Dafoe is coming back as the Green Goblin. I think his name's Alfred Molina, I believe. I have to look that up. I'm not sure. But he played Doc Ock. So there's thoughts of like all of this kind of coming together and intertwining into some big crazy movie. Well, Tom Holland said they're not in it. Toby and Andrew Garfield, that is. Um, Now that could be a thing where he doesn't want to say, Oh yeah, they're in it. No problem. Or 
or whatever, but he straight up said, no, they're not in the movie. Yeah. Um, but again, maybe that's to throw people off a little bit. I don't know. I mean, if they are in it, it can't be for much, I wouldn't think, because like, where's the movie going to go from there? Because there's also rumors that Charlie Cox is appearing as Daredevil in this movie. So, yeah, you know, again, I think the fun thing about X-Men or Avengers movies is there's a lot of people in it. But the bad thing, there's a lot of people in it and they don't a lot of them don't get that much time on screen. Right. Well, and, you know, we saw the um, the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Um, the animated one, the right? The animated one. And that was, I mean, that was pretty cool because they had the main character, but then they also had these other Spider-Mans from different different uh, uh, spots. And so I think it honestly could be something like that where maybe most of the movie is focused on the new Peter Parker, but like all of a sudden here comes these other two and maybe they're not in the whole movie, but maybe they come in just to, and this could just be like a one-off movie and maybe it doesn't really further along the, the spider verse story, except for maybe a couple of small little hints, but like, right. It could just be a standalone film with a couple of Easter eggs for future films. But I mean, I think, I think the idea of doing that is great, but, um, you know, if Tobey Maguire is in it, I want him to have the attitude of the venomized version of Spider-Man. <laughs> well, and that's what's interesting, because if you think about it, if they close a deal with Andrew Garfield, but they don't close a deal with Toby, well, they really can't do this, right? Right. I mean, they so can recast, but, like, it's not the same. Yeah, but that's, that takes away the whole purpose, I think, you right. know, like... It's like, eh, no, you can't do that. So uh, that kind of what is, makes me like, hmm. Now, a cameo with probably what they're offering to pay to appear in the cameo, I think, would be well worth it for most people. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting to say the least. But like you said, like, does it go anywhere? Like, it does anything happen after? Is it is it a brief thing? Is it like a completely, you know, taking the whole story and going in a million different directions? I mean, like. When I saw Iron Man 1, I didn't assume it would turn into what it turned into. Right. And, of course, there's that little scene at the end where, you know, Nick Fury shows up. When we talk to you about the Avengers initiative, you're like, oh, man, that's awesome. But at the same time, I'm not thinking, like, wow, in four years, when we finally see the Avengers on screen, that's going to be great. And and it was, but it took a while to get to that point. Yeah. Um, all, all in all, I think it's a fun idea if it all comes together like it's supposed to. Well, and, and I think, I kind of think it will, because if you look at, like, like Tobey Maguire, what the hell is he doing these days? I mean, right. you know, he would, if he didn't take it, even if it wasn't, like, the money he wanted, like, he'd be kind of stupid not to take that. I mean, I, I can't tell you the last Tobey Maguire movie I've seen. Well, I mean, that's another thing to factor in, too, though. Like, he's going to have to look like Spider-Man, and he may not right now. I don't know. Well, that's that's true, too. But Hollywood actors, man, they have a hell of a way of getting into shape pretty quick. Well, when you got money and resources and all that stuff, it's probably a lot easier to do. Right. But I don't know. Like, I, I another thing, too, is I, I was looking up the release schedule, and obviously, you know, Disney and Marvel didn't release anything in 2020 because of everything that was going on. So WandaVision, you know, was basically the first thing for Phase 4, which came out obviously already on Disney+, Plus, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we're going to talk about here in a second, came, is coming out, I believe, in March. Black Widow's scheduled for May, 
and uh, and Loki, I think, is in May, and so on and so on and so forth. But anyway, apparently, they're supposed to release four movies in 2021, which are going to be Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, and then finally the third Spider-Man film. Now, I don't know how dead set that is. I think a lot of it's kind of like tentative based on what the world's going to be like and all that stuff. And Right. But they've never done four in a single year. That's a lot. So I could easily see Spider-Man 3 getting pushed to 2022, yeah. especially if this stuff is not finalized, right? Because if they get Andrew Garfield signed but not Tobey Maguire, they really can't do it. And, and you kind of have to change the story at that point. Well, and one thing that they could do uh, if to- like Tobey Maguire wasn't available – they could always do like a Spider Gwen. Um, sure. They could do the Miles Morales Spider Man, uh, and and just recast somebody. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff they could do. I mean, there are hell. We could see Spider Pig or whatever the hell his name is. Um, Spider Ham is his Spider Ham. Yeah. I mean, why why the hell not? If we're doing a Spider Verse type movie or, or the multiverse, whatever the hell it's called. I mean, why not? You know. I mean. If, if you can't get the original idea, you have options because there are tons of different versions of Spider-Man. No, that's, that's definitely true. So uh, it'll kind of be like a wait and see here, but I think if they can pull this off, it'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, other news in, in the Marvel front, at the Super Bowl, we saw the first official trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Of course, this is a series um, from Disney Plus that's supposed to, I believe, debut in March, probably not too terribly long after WandaVision wraps up. Um, what do you think, man? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. I'm, man, I'm always down for a new Marvel film. Love it. Yeah, I think it's. I think Disney Plus is doing a really cool job of. I mean, they're kind of. If you're a Marvel person, you kind of don't have a choice but to be a subscriber. You know. <laughs> well, not unless it's Jason Wolf, because Jason Wolf said "f you." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Jason Wolf. He don't give a crap. Hell which is no! Awesome. He does what he but, wants. Right, but I mean, but I mean, in the sense of like with the Marvel stuff. Cause I think with WandaVision and now with Falcon and winter soldier, I think this is the only place to actually watch it. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, I don't see that as a bad thing. I think that's smart on Disney's part for sure. And we're actually, I want to do an energy shot. I, I hit you with this idea and you seem to like it. Um, what we're, we're going to call it did COVID killed the theater Yeah, because the movie theaters, obviously I think have struggled more than almost any other entertainment business at this point. So that's kind of one of those things I was thinking. I was like, man, you know, WandaVision's doing great. Falcon and Winter Soldier will do great. Could they just release Black Widow on there, even if it's like a uh, premium price for, I don't know, three months, and then it just becomes free with a subscription after that? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the right answer is, but I kind of wonder if they may go that route. Because I'm wondering how – I think HBO Max is going to do great by having stuff on a streaming service the same day instead of having going to a, going to a theater. Oh yeah, big time, and I, I think that's like I'm I'm super excited for HBO Max to have the Snyder cut of Justice League and um, all the different movies that are coming out, like uh, Godzilla versus Kong is coming out. Right, I think HBO a new Max. Matrix movie is coming out as well this year. Yeah, so I mean, there's lots of cool stuff that's going to be coming out on um, on HBO Max, but Disney Plus. I mean, if if these if these subscription services said it was a premium price. I don't think I would bat an eye because I'd be like, okay, like 20 bucks to watch a movie. Well, a brand new movie. Like, okay. I mean, especially if it's one I want to watch. Right. Which I, I mean, black widow would probably fall in that thing where you need to see it to watch the next thing. Right. Cause that's kind of how Marvel does it. Right. So, so I, 
it's interesting. Who knows, though? Yeah. All right. Uh, we, I want to touch on this, too, because I want to get your opinion. We haven't talked about this, really. But um, Joss Whedon has come under some fire recently. People may not know who Joss Whedon is. If you don't know, he, um, he created and uh, basically was the guy in charge for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, the show Angel. He's done a few other shows that didn't quite get off the ground. He directed the first two Avengers films. I believe he took over directing for Justice League. And he came under fire through Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg. And I remember seeing a lot of that where Ray Fisher accused him of, you know, just a lot of just, you know, abuse on set and the way he talked to people and things like that and just a lot of different things. But I, I don't I don't want to say people didn't take it seriously, but I don't think people took it as seriously as they should have. Yeah. Because the guy's been around. I mean, when I say the guy, Joss Whedon has been around for a very long time, and I've never heard any of this. Well, then uh, Charisma Carpenter, who was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, kind of backed Ray Fisher and said and told her story of things that Joss Whedon did to her, which were very, very over the top, especially for that era. I mean, over the top for 2021, but even more so. Um, I mean, more so now, but even back then was was definitely inappropriate. And then like Sarah Michelle Gellar, who played Buffy, kind of, you know, spoke up for Charisma Carpenter and a few other co-stars kind of co-signed what she said um it's it's weird to me though that nothing has ever came out until recently you know what i mean yeah and it's not to say that that diminishes um what happened but I, no but i'm surprised no one knew right and um i think it's I don't know. It could just be, and I don't, I don't mean this in a negative light, but it could just be jumping on the bandwagon and like everybody else feels comfortable speaking out. Now it's my turn. Like the me too movement or the, uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking out movement and wrestling and stuff. Right. And so it could just be one of those things where maybe they didn't, they didn't know how to do it. And then they saw all these other people do it. And now they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do, do it too. Well, and I do know, like, when you have a show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I don't know if you've ever really watched that. I mean, it was more of a cult classic from the 90s and early 2000s, um, you know, a teenage-type drama show. Sure. But it had a huge audience, and it was also one of those shows that, that audience kind of stuck around and would be all about a reboot or a reimagining and things like that. And so maybe you don't say anything because this could create issues later on if, you know— if they decide, hey, let's do a like Fuller House, or for instance, right? Right. Because it's nostalgic at this point, and things of that nature. So um, I don't know if that's why. Because I get it; it's not easy to to put that out there to somebody. Like this guy was a. a I mean, the things that that he was accused of saying are are pretty pretty shitty. Like things I couldn't even imagine saying, even if it was like a. Uh, a corporate faux pas, you know, it's just like, wow, you just shouldn't say that because that makes you a shitty person. Right. Yeah. That's the part that I think maybe people are attacking nowadays because I feel like some, in a lot of these cases, I feel like the common thread is the power that person holds on you. Right. Like, yeah, I'm sure you have people at your work, bosses and stuff. You would love to just go tell exactly what you think, but we don't because that's our job, you know, like, right. And the things that they can do, you know, like fire us and everything else. 
if you were to say that, so you don't do it. Um, so I don't know if it's just because he had that power and essentially like, okay, yeah, you can say whatever you want to, but if you do, I can ruin your career. And I would imagine a big, a big producer for television could do that. If, if he has an issue with a certain actor, that actor tells him off. All of a sudden he just tells people like, yeah, don't cast this person. You know, it has to go on to some degree. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole blacklisting thing and things like that. I mean, but you know, it's doesn't make it any less shitty. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, it's just, it's a, uh, it's a very, very strange thing to, uh, to see come to light. Cause I think Buffy, the vampire slayer ended in Oh three. It started in 1997. So this was a while ago. And I don't know, it's just kind of crazy to, again, to hear some of the things that Charisma Carpenter had said, like one instance that really got me was she got pregnant. And I mean, keep in mind, she's probably in her mid thirties. And as we all know with women, there's kind of a timetable of when you can have kids yeah, safely and things of that nature. Right. And I guess she kind of lets them know, like, Hey, I'm pregnant, which here's the thing. How many shows have they written in pregnancies? You know, all the time. It always happens. Right. Well, and also too, there's been plenty of shows that I watch where they have ways of hiding pregnancies. If, sure. There's camera tricks you can do. Right. And so there's plenty of that. Right. And so, and this is a supernatural type show. So you can go even more outside the box. Right. If need be. And so I guess his response was something to the effect of, well, this really does not go with the plan I had. Are you keeping it? And I'm just like, I could not fathom Yikes. asking something like, you know what I mean? Like, whoa, right. you talk about overstepping your bounds. Like if I can only imagine if I'm sitting behind the desk, which is how I assume this meeting is taking place. And this actress says I'm pregnant. It's like, how could you not say anything more than congratulations? Right. Like, like, how are you feeling? Are you doing okay? Like, this is awesome. Great news. Yeah. And then like, okay, we're going to put this into the show. Are you comfortable with an idea to make this part of the character? You know, like figuring out the next plan. Right. Like, how could you, like, how could you be such a dickhead to think like, Oh, are you keeping it? Like, cause that, this really doesn't go along with my, my vision. Like, screw you, pal. Yeah. I mean, the only, even if you don't want to budge and say, we're going to make this a part of the story, the only acceptable thing is to say, congratulations. And then if you want to let her know, like, we are going to have to figure out ways to hide it uh, while you're pregnant, you know? Right. Figure out like, okay, like we're like, let's get some information and let's right. brainstorm and we'll figure this out. Right. We'll, we'll only show from the shoulder up on your character from now on. <laughs> right. Cause, and, Cause that's another thing too. She may not be showing for a while. Right. So you got, we, we don't know this. We don't know the circumstances of that, of what's going on there, but I mean, yeah, right. I mean, you got, you got the first trimester where you're basically not showing at all. And then like, the second trimester, you know, you, it's still, you could figure out ways to hide it. And then by the third trimester, right. just like only show from the shoulder up. Well, I know on that show, how I met your mother, Allison Hannigan actually got pregnant on there and they, they hit it because she, her character wasn't supposed to be pregnant. Right. But in one episode, they showed her at a hot dog eating contest. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe you ate that many. And she gets up and her belly's all pooched out. Right. She was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, see, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's funny. You know? And that's like, that's being, but that's being creative, you know? And yes. like, well, here's an, here's an idea. What do you think? And like, Oh, that's good stuff. You know? Well, and then in Brooklyn nine, nine, uh, the, one of the characters, Amy Santiago was pregnant. And then what they did was had her go undercover as a pregnant lady. 
you know, in, inside of a jail cell. So like they pretended it was a pregnancy suit. Sure. And so it's like, but again, that's being creative. Okay. Right. What can we do? Right. You just, you have to that's figure a, out ways to fit it in. It's a natural part of life. That's, that's the part that just baffles me that someone would be such a piece of crap. Right. Well, anyway, let's talk about something a little bit more positive here. Uh, we're going to dive into a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. As we dive into our toy talk, Bing underscore Bane, um, we haven't talked about these yet because I, I hadn't really given them a ton of thought, to be totally honest with you. But this company out of uh, the UK called Cella Toys announced kind of a Hasbro style toy line they were going to do. Their first uh, release was Nick Aldis, the NWA champion. Yeah. Which was kind of like, oh, that's, that's kind of fun. Uh, they've since announced they have a two-pack with the Blue Meanie and his podcast co-host from Mind of Meanie. I, I can't think of the guy's name, but that's going to be the second one. Then they've announced um, All Ego Ethan Page will be the third release. And the fourth release, which does not even have a prototype yet, just a artist rendering. This one got really got people talking. The Dynamite Kid. And it kind of goes along in the same outfit that uh, the British Bulldog original Hasbro figure was wearing. Yeah. Um, obviously, these are our UK toy lines, so they're going to be a little bit more on the premium price. Pretty cool, though. Um, what are your thoughts on these? I think they look great. Um, I Obviously, I don't care. I mean, the Blue Meanie figure would be fun. I don't really care about his podcast partner. Um, right. But like, but that's a, that's a weird two-pack because you're like, well, only way to get it, right? Right. I mean... But I think it's, I think it is fun. I mean, if you're realistically, I guess you could use the podcast partner as like a ring announcer or something like that. If you Right. He's say. like the mean gene. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I, I think that is pretty cool. And then the Ethan page looks awesome. I, I think yes. that looks great. And then the, uh, the, um, dynamite kid. I mean, that's, I don't remember the last time I've even seen a dynamite kid figure. So I think to be able to have that is pretty damn cool. Well, dynamite kid obviously had an LJN back in the day. Right. And then his next figure was actually a classic superstars. Okay. Um, and you know, I think he had a Jeff will know this better. I know he had a classic superstars, at least two of them. And then he had a deluxe classic, but he hasn't had anything from Mattel. And, um, and of course this was announced as well as junk shop dog who does kind of a, uh, a Japanese style figure called Popies, uh, from early eighties was one of the first wrestling figures of all time. He actually did a bruiser Brody recently, kind of a, a reimagining on that, in that style. And they have, they have dynamite kids signed as well. Um, and we're going to get into other, there's another retro toy line similar to this coming out. I'm going to dive into that next week, kind of save it for the next, the next show. But I, to me, this is a fun idea. Obviously, Mattel tried the retro line, and it didn't quite turn out, I don't think, how they imagined because we got a lot of the same poses. You know, like I remember you kind of complained, like, good Lord, how many jumpers are they going to have? Right. Um, like, they didn't look bad, I don't think, but it was just something about those. They never really totally felt like Hasbro's to me. Yep. I may be in the minority there, but, I, but uh, Jeff has the Nick Aldis. And he, he mentioned to me how this felt more like a Hasbro. And, um, and and the Nick Aldis is an interesting one because it's like, oh, yeah, that's a fun figure. But he's not like, oh, I have to have it. 
um, I, Dynamite Kid definitely falls into that that category where I'm like, okay, I really want that one. That's a fun one. So yeah, they're going to be more on the premium premium price of things and the UK and stuff like that. But I think this is cool. You know, kind of a way to add to your uh, Hasbro collection in a way. Absolutely, and and I love the fact that we're getting so many independent companies all of a sudden i think that's sure. a really fun thing um and it does suck that the prices are higher but i mean people are willing to pay for them, man more power to you well at the same time i will say this the fact that the first series is just one figure that's a little easier than them like dropping 12 figures on you absolutely yeah yeah for sure so it's like okay i can order nick aldis and i can order ethan page and if I if I remember reading right, Nick Aldis is a limited to a two thousand pieces. I think Ethan Page is only five hundred pieces. Oh wow! So very rare. So that might be a thing that kind of sparks some interest with people. Like, wow, you may want to may want to pick these up because they're that may not last real long. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely cool. And like I said, there's another uh, retro toy line that's uh, kind of in the works. We'll talk. We'll touch on that next week, just so we don't put everything into one week here, but I'm, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely following along with what they're doing. And, and I'll be honest. I remember, uh, Travis Fowler brought this up, good friend of the show. And I thought he was pretty accurate. He goes, the Nick Aldis looks kind of like a good custom to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of see that. But then when you see it on the card, you're like, okay, that looks cool. Like it really added a whole new element to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so anyway, check those out. Cello Toys, you can find them on Instagram if you want to see those pictures. Big underscore Bane, we have now reached that point where we got to talk a little PHPW. Oh, yeah, we do. So we've made it kind of a thing where we announce matches here. To kind of give everyone a review, uh, the PHPW title match, the main event of Cupid's Revenge, our next pay-per-view offering that does not cost you anything, by the way. We will see uh, Drew Vinsel, the reigning champion, defend that title against Jordan Zeilinger of Wreck My Podcast. Yes, and this will be the first time that we have given somebody an opportunity to become a two-time heavyweight champion. That is correct. And so, that is very correct. Yeah, and so I'm I'm really excited to watch this match. I think this is going to be a fun one. And uh, I have confirmation that... Um, since Jordan Zeilinger will have his Wreck My Podcast compadres with him at ringside, that Drew Vinsel is bringing along some of the Ohio players to back him up. And, oh, boy. Um, we could we could have a full-on melee. Yes, we could. I, I'm hoping things will kind of stay to the side and everything will be, you know, just just peachy keen. But uh, we'll, we'll find out. Peachy keen? Yeah, pe- peachy keen. Is that, a, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. All right. We, we, I, All right. I, I, I'm telling you, Breaker. I don't. I don't tolerate any jiggery pokery or arrowbobble. All right. Good lord. <laughs> the words that come out of your mouth blow my mind, man. That's a superstore. That's a superstore reference. <laughs> nice. I need to watch that show. Apparently, it's so it's so funny. It's, it's um, ridiculous. Now that it's over, it's like, yep, yeah, about time to start watching it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's weird is like I remember hearing about that, but I'm like, how did that go six years? You know, like that's a long time to like never even see it. I know. Well, I didn't even get involved in that show until maybe the third or fourth season, and I've just I've, right. I've loved it ever ever since. And it's it's just so funny because it's they take on not to get off topic of PHW, but they take on the, uh, the almost the role of being Walmart. Um, right. Because it kind of reminds me of like a Sam's or something. Yeah. Cause they'll talk about target, but they never talk about Walmart. So I think that they are basically Walmart 
and gotcha. you get to see all of the uh they they show all these like people in the store like the customers that just do stupid things and things like that and it's just i don't know it's such a funny show man that's awesome i definitely need to check that out but uh well be- before we dive into our new matches we need to, i want to review what we've already announced of course i mentioned the phpw title match the tag titles will also be on the line as our new champions, High Level Enterprise, Jack Gamble and John Webb, will defend against Fully Posable, Jeff and Scott Toon. Yes, and Jeff and Scott Toon, man, they came up short in the tag title tournament, but they made it to the finals. We will see if they can get the job done. It's a completely different team they're facing uh, this time Absolutely around. Absolutely it is. So we'll see if they can get the job done against HLE. I'm excited to see it, man. And then, of course, um, another match we've already announced for the Gatekeeper Championship. Aaron Anders, our new champion, will defend that title against Ethan Chambers. Yes, Aaron Anders, the official gatekeeper of PHPW, man. And uh, Ethan Chambers, he's been gunning for that title, so we'll see if he can do it. We will. Now, we have a, a couple of new matches that we are going to announce. Who do you, who should go first on this big underscore, Bane? Uh I'll let you. I'll let you take the take the reins here. So this is. It looks to me like it's a five man match, but it's a number one contenders match for our next pay per view event, which is going to be called. Big announcement here. Spring skirmish. Yeah. So this match is kind of a who's who. We are going to see Soda Hunter. Go one on one, or not one on one, but involved in the match as well as Mike the Cleaner, David Thomas, Tier One Travis Fowler, and finally at the last member, Craiger of Wreck My Podcast. Man, Craiger really getting uh, getting a nice spot there so early in his run. Yeah, well, in in the twisted mind of Big Underscore Bane thought. If Jordan Zeilinger pulls this off. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And Kreger wins the number one contendership. Why not let them duke it out? You know, I'm down for that. I will see what happens at Cupid's Revenge, but uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of liking the idea. I mean, I don't want to see any kind of Triple H Shawn Michaels or any kind of Kevin Nash Hulk Hogan type of match going down. But. I I no finger pokes of doom or nothing like that, but I think um, I think I'd like to see you know couple couple of homeboys get it on. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> like dirty dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will have sex in your car. It will happen. <laughs> it's called a soup kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was kind of my idea. I'm this is this will actually be the first five-way match that we've ever had and so i'm excited about that. right yeah it'll be interesting and of course anytime you're in a five or six-way type match very unpredictable so um, but you know again mike the cleaner soda hunter david thomas travis fowler craigers a little bit new but those other four guys have been here from day one and so they've all kind of been tiptoeing around that uh that world title picture now is a good opportunity for one of them to step up and get that title match and it's important to note this is not an elimination style match I haven't, oh, I, see. I haven't figured out the exact stipulation yet, but that will be coming uh, very, very soon. And we might just save it as a surprise and announce it at the pay-per-view. Uh, I like that. But um, this will be a one fall to a finish, no elimination style. This will be a, um, a straight-up battle. And so I, I, I'm, I, I'm excited. I am too. Well, 
Breaker, we got one more match to announce, and that is it's not officially a number one contenders match, but I think this will have big tag team title implications. Oh, um, boy. This will be the two other members of Wreck My Podcast, Cam and Joe, taking on the boys who feel like they got just suckered out of the tag team titles last month doing the favor. Ooh. Very interesting. So, yeah, like you said, tag team implications here because, man, if you win this match, you have to think a tag title match is on the horizon, right? Absolutely. I mean, doing the favor, especially if they don't come out on top, Wreck My Podcast has a very, very good you know, case as to why they should get a title shot. No, I 100% agree. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be definitely very, very interesting. I'm excited to see um, see what happens, and of course, we will be announcing more news for Cupid Revenge next week. I'm excited for it, man. Me too. All right, now we got to move on to our most controversial tournament to date: the best to never be WWE champion, Big Underscore Bane. This was the closest one we've ever had. Now, this is the semifinals. Owen Hart, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, a very difficult one to choose. And the end results were 49% to 51%. Do you want to take a guess who it was? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Piper because he was in the, he was in the lead last time I looked. You would be correct. Piper won 51% to 49%. Like I said, I got a lot of random tweets on this of, People be like, oh, it's got to be Piper because this, this, and this. I'm like, well, I mean, that's why it's a poll, you know? Like, that's why right. we did it that way, obviously. But that means Rowdy Roddy Piper moves on to the finals and will face the winner of our next tournament match. Uh, I will be honest. I'm a little shocked Owen Hart was eliminated, though, man. I am, too. I, he was somebody, when we made this tournament, I was like, well, I mean, as great as the other guys are, Owen Hart's going to win this. Well, that you just assume, well, that's Owen Hart, you know, right. who's he fighting in the finals? Right. And that didn't happen. And, but now we're to the point because if I'm not mistaken, it's Mr. Perfect and Razor Ramon. You would be correct. Now I'm to the point where I don't know if Roddy Piper can be beaten by either one of these guys. You know, that's, that's what's interesting about it because like, like, like you already said, it's going to be Razor Ramon, Mr. Perfect. Both guys definitely should have been WWE champion. Neither were. I mean, my my gut tells me Razor, but my gut also told me Owen, and I was wrong. So I think exactly. it just kind of depends on how, how the vote goes. Yeah, so we will find out. We will. So go and get your votes in at BBPH918. There should be a poll up on Sunday. Um, yeah, let us know what you think, who you think's uh, going to win it. And I don't know, man. We're getting down to the end. It's crazy. Getting out of the nitty-gritty. The old nitty-gritty. But, yeah, that uh, pretty well wraps up our show. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just plug it up. So if you enjoy our show, of course, check out some of our podcasting buddies like Fully Posable, the wrestling figure podcast, dropping a new show every Sunday. Great dudes and really a fun, fun show. Check it out. Definitely. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, um, dropping two shows a week. They do a wrestling-based show, a sports show. Hilarious guys. Um, I'm actually coordinating with uh, getting both of them 
on uh, future episodes of uh, You Know It's Fake, right? So I think that'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be great. Absolutely. And then, of course, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. Um, a great show and a positive look at wrestling. Looking at the uh, golden years of the WWF, which is what I grew up on. Bane, I know that's what you grew up on. It's kind of uh, yeah. the fun the fun time of wrestling. So I dig that. Absolutely, yeah. Ringside Rant with RJ. Check out his show. RJ's a great dude and really fun guy to talk with. So check out the Ringside Rant. Check out the Leisure and Lariats podcast with my buddy, Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Um, great dude. And I, I was just on his show a few weeks ago, so check that out. Then, of course, Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim as they go bananas on these crazy tournament brackets that they have. Yes, they they just go buck wild. And, and the thing is, is like to reiterate, one of the easiest listens ever. I mean... Breaker, I, I binge listened from October and I'm current now, did it all within 45 minutes. And <laughs> it's, it's literally the easiest listen you'll ever have uh, as far as podcasts go. Check them out, Elite Eight Showdown. It's so fun. Um, great show. I'm still trying to figure out how you listen to hours of content in 45 minutes. Well, it's just that easy of a listen, Breaker. Um, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like a time paradox. It really is. It's you get sucked in, and it's like, boom! Wow, this was only forty-five minutes. Holy hell! <laughs> this was like forty episodes. Ah, good lord, that's funny. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, check out uh, Boots to the Face with Rucker over there. Great show. Uh, Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and Caitlin. I really enjoy this show. Um, we we talked last week about them like ranking burgers, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw. I haven't listened to the newest episode yet, but he had written down on a note that they were gonna do like top five pet peeves. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I mean, there's a we all have pet peeves, right? I mean, I think right. Drew mentioned a lot of his are probably gonna involve driving, which I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I I get you there. <laughs> yeah, just that driving in general is just one big pet peeve for me. Yeah. Like my favorite thing about that is anytime I'm, I see someone driving badly, I always look over at them. I'm just like, I know you're going to look stupid. And they always do. Yes. Every <laughs> single time. Every time. Yes. So check out Tales from the Estate. And then, of course, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger, Cam, Joe, Craiger, those guys over there. Uh, super fun show. Um, I love the nostalgia of it. Check out Wreck My Podcast. Definitely. And then, of course, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Uh, dropping new trivia all the time. Super fun, especially on road trips. And finally, the one and only Jason Wolf. At Jason, or excuse me, I always mess that up. At Art at Jason Wolf on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and, of course, his podcast, Howlin' with the Wolf, which is great. You know, Jason's always doing new stuff. Got that new Jim the Anvil Nightheart figure in the works. Looks like yeah. he's got a, a Hasbro-style Vader in the works. Like, unbelievable, man. Yeah, he's killing it, man. He's so good at what he does. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. Um, I kind of wonder if he would ever think about full-on doing more than, like, a custom figure, kind of like these other companies are doing. Because I think talent-wise, like, you've seen him make card art, like, for Hasbros and stuff. Yeah. he just change a few. I mean, like, he can do it all. I kind of wonder if he would ever think about doing that. Because, I mean, his stuff is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be 
100% down for that. I mean, I, I think that would probably consist of a lot more work. Uh, a lot more money, I'm sure. A lot, Yeah, a lot more money. So it kind of just depends on what he wants his workload to be. But I guarantee that he could get like some guys on board to to do that. Oh, for sure. I think it would be it would be really really cool, and of course I know a lot of it is signing actual talent, you know, and sure, getting a contract with Nick Aldis and and Ethan Page and those guys so you can actually produce a figure for them, and I'm so I'm sure that's a lot of money up front, but still it'd be if you ever decided to do that I think it'd be really fun. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, if you like wrestling comic books, check out Grapple Hold from our buddy David Thomas and To Be the Man. Evil ain't good. You can find those on Amazon. To be the man's also available on Comixology. And then, of course, me and Big Underscore Band have some other podcasting projects. Of course, No Holds Barred with old Bill Benis. I, I haven't heard anything from Bill Benis in a while. Is he in hibernation still? Uh, last thing I saw from him is he was tweeting um, uh, Travis Fowler that he was not the American ace. Um yeah, yeah, see, Travis kind of revealed that, that he believes Bill's the American ace, and I kind of think he's onto something. I, and that's, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I will say this. I have never once seen Bill Benus and the American ace in the same place at the same time. How, oh, that's a very good point. However, I also have only met the American ace once, so I don't know. You never know, man. It's, I'm not – I don't know. It's hard to even imagine, but – Oh, Bill Benis. But I mean, you were backstage at PHPW, so at, at Resolution Reckoning. So I, I would have to assume that you saw what I saw in the sense that looking back, he was about the same height, he was about the same build. His voice was slightly different, but if you really think about it, I, I mean, anybody can change their voice a little bit. So, I don't know. And also, he was wearing a mask, so it, it could have been muffled a little bit, too. Um, I think you know this better than most. Bill Benis does kind of look like other people sometimes. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> people have even accused him and me of being the same person. And I'm like, that well, doesn't... Well, that's just ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, how would I like be able to do a podcast? you would sit over there and record a podcast with yourself. Come on. Right. That is asinine to think. So, um, I, I think that uh, it's one of those things where... Maybe we need to get to the bottom of this. And, you know, we don't have... Poetic Prophet is the only other person in PHBW who wears a mask. And I'll be honest, nothing against masked people, uh, but I, what are you hiding? Not Poetic Prophet, right. but what is American Ace hiding? If he's so patriotic and so American Ace, why does he have to hide? Good question. So I Very, very good question. That's something for us to ponder. I think we need to launch a full investigation. I think we should. I think we should. Yeah. Spare no expense. Yeah. I, which is going to be nothing. But, uh, right. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it one way or another. Absolutely. And of course, uh, check out my other podcast. You know, it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four letter word in pro wrestling. This past week, we uh, had uh, the Russian renegade, the sworn enemy of all bears everywhere, Dmitry Alexandrov on the show. Really fun uh, chatting it up with him. And uh, coming up for episode six will be the one and only, the legend himself, Dan Geyer. Hell yeah. That's going to be a hell of an episode right there. And you know what's funny is um, Dan's actually, I didn't realize this when I kind of put the episodes together, but Dan was actually the first non-wrestler I had yeah. interviewed. But 
interestingly enough, Dan has been around the business in so many different aspects. He had a very interesting take, and I think people will enjoy that because you know, he saw the struggles that we all went through, like from a financial perspective and working crappy jobs and bad paydays and all that other stuff you deal with as a wrestler. So he's he's got a, a pretty good idea of what it's like. But again, I've always said from the beginning, I want different perspectives. I want everyone's perspective on this because everyone's got an opinion on what this industry is like. Yes, and and Dan's got a good one. I mean, he he's right. one of those guys, just because he's never been physical in the ring, he knows what he's talking about. Absolutely, definitely. And then, of course, you can find all of Bane's music over on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your tunes. Anywhere you get them, they are there. Go listen to them. Go stream them while you're waiting you on ever, some new stuff. Yeah, have you ever wondered that with podcasts? Because I know, like, our, you know, our podcasts are available in a lot of different places, but, like, realistically... If you don't have an iPhone, you don't have Apple Podcasts, so you probably use Spotify. Right. I don't even know of any other ones I would use. You know, like yeah, maybe that's just me. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's someone out there using like some weird one I don't even know about. Yeah, I mean, there's I'm, I know there are a bunch of different podcasts and uh, podcast platforms, and there are, I mean, there's there's different ones, and I'm sure they have like different, you know playlist settings and things like that. Maybe you can do sure. different things to set it up differently. Uh, who knows? But uh, I mean, obviously Apple podcast and Spotify are kind of the main ones. iHeartRadio is another one. That's, that's kind of a big deal nowadays. Um, yep. I've, I've heard of that. And Stitcher. I remember hearing about Stitcher a lot. Stitcher was a big deal back in the day. I don't know if it still is, but um, yeah, Stitcher was a big deal for a while. But, but, yeah. but I know, like, you know, with the, with the You Know It's Fake Right podcast, obviously I use Anchor to upload it, and it says all the platforms that it's on. I'm like, I've never even heard of some of these. Right, yeah. It's, uh, that's, what's, that's what's so weird about it. I'm like, wow, okay. There's a lot of ways to listen. So yeah. if uh, for some reason you can't do Spotify or Apple, there's uh, plenty of places to find it. Well, and what's so funny about us plugging that right here is – the, they're listening they're, to it. They're listening, so obviously they know how to find the podcast. <laughs> right, and that, that's, well, yeah, I mean, I was, I was really more plugging your music than our podcast. Stuff, right, but, yeah. But again, it's not like I've never, it would be amazing to me if someone tweeted you like, hey, where do I find your music? Right. Dude, Google it. It ain't yeah. that hard. You know, yeah. like, come on. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's there. It's, it's, not it's, a, a, it's out there. Find it's, it. It's not a scavenger hunt. It's pretty easy to find. Right. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that's what makes me laugh about it. I'm like, this is this pretty easy to find, so. Right. And, of course, um, if you want to support us, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bbph. Jason Wolf actually just posted all the sketch cards we did at Christmas time. Yes, and uh, everybody seemed to love them, man, which I think is awesome. They turned out great. Obviously, his sketch cards are just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he used to do some of those videos of him making them, which was so much fun to watch, but. Yeah, a lot of the guys got a, if you were a 3 or $5 patron, you got a, a sketch card in form of your PHPW character, which is, was, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. So, however, we're going to have to try to top that, you know, and that's not, ever, that's never easy to do. Right. Uh, maybe we'll have to look into some championship belts or something like that. Just kidding, because that'd be <laughs> a lot of money. But uh, We will send you $20. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will not. What's better than cookies? <laughs> cash <laughs> yes exactly uh so yeah check out our patreon and you get the energy shot once a week on there as well yep. and then of course average panda gear and outsiders beard co 
uh, your kind of your side, uh, your little pet projects over there, Big Underscore Bane. Yeah, a little side hustles. Yeah, check them out right now. Um, good stuff going on there. We still got the Winter Sense up on the uh, Outsiders Beard Co. And we have the new um, New Year New Meh shirt on uh, Average Panda. So check that out. Boom. And then, of course, you can find all of our T-shirts available at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com. Whatamaneuver.net search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour and also Big Underscore Bane as a shirt store there as well. So you can get pretty much anything through all those different places. Um, all the PHPW pay-per-view logos are available on Redbubble. Um, lots, we've got lots of great, lots of great T-shirt designs, so you can check all of those out over on any of those places. Definitely. And we appreciate it. Yes. All right, man. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It was good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Psycho. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.